Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, April 10th. Let nothing tempt you ever to compromise an ideal. Morality is not a question of convention. The Ten Commandments are engraved in human nature on tablets of light. The true reason why theft, violence, murder, and other crimes are wrong is that they hurt, first of all, the perpetrator himself, condemning him to ever deeper dungeon levels in the rock forest of his egoism. If you arm yourself, however, with truthfulness, honesty, and integrity, you will emerge someday into perfect soul freedom. Well, this is pretty simple and straightforward, isn't it? And I will speak from my own experience. I believe it's absolutely true. I used to have this repeating dream. It wasn't exactly the same, but the context was the same. I, of course, um, accept reincarnation as the given. To me, it's not a, it's not a theory. It's just a fact that I, that it informs all of my thinking about present, past, and future is reincarnation, and the fact that in this lifetime I uh, was disinclined to step into uh, what my parents expected would be the or- my ordinary role in society, that I stepped out of that ordinary role at a very young age and never looked back, never have regretted it. I've spent 50 years, which is really all my adult life, um, in, in an ashram working for self-realization for all, myself included, but that's been all I've done. The reason is very simple. This is I'm just picking up the next chapter of a life that I started a long time ago. At some point, I really understood that wrong action brought wrong result, and I really didn't want to follow that path anymore. And wrong action, of course, murder, theft, and violence, but wrong action also includes lack of loyalty to friends, um, succumbing to a desire to have something that's not rightfully my own, to want... um, my happiness at the expense of other people's suffering, to get the satisfaction of telling people off when I'm angry at them, that I become angry at others, jealousy, all these, everything. You know what it all is, and I do too. I know it from experience. Murder, theft, and violence, I don't know from experience in this life, but but all of the meannesses of the heart, as Sri Teshwar called them, at least some of them, um, that's my karma. That's what I've had to work through in this life. But I used to have this dream, this dream pattern that would uh, reoccur, which I believe was past lives. And in it, I would have done something. Maybe I was charged with responsibility for money, and somehow I mishandled that money for for selfish reasons. Um, Perhaps I was enamored of someone, and I forgot that my sister or my brother would be hurt if I followed through on that. Um, infatuation. Uh, Perhaps I wanted to get rid of someone 
who was annoying me and I used power, whatever power I might have had, to push them away from my life, hurting their feelings, hurting their families, whatever it might have been. Make a list. But in the dream, what would happen is the dream would begin just after I had been unmasked for whatever dishonorable thing I had done. And the dream would be, oh my gosh, you know, because of this dishonorable thing, my life is just ruined. I've just ruined my life for a moment. You know, and, and always in the dream, the dynamic would be the same, that something, some, some selfish, wrong, wrong, because against my own best interests, would have overcome me, I would have acted on it. Now I've been unmasked, and now I've ruined my whole life because no one will ever trust me, I will be exiled, I'll be expelled, whatever will happen. And in the dream always, it wasn't that I didn't deserve it. The dream would always be, of course I deserved it, but I would be so sad for, my, for having done it. And then I would wake up. And when I'd wake up, I'd be so happy to realize, oh my gosh, that's the past, it's not the present. And the sense of relief would just be overwhelming. Now, I would say I had that dream maybe half a dozen times. It, it didn't plague me for decades. But I had it enough that, I, that <laughs> the point was made. The point was just made. You know, yes, you may be tempted, but the consequences of giving in to that temptation are so heartbreaking. Just, just don't go there. The heartbreak is not worth it. You might feel that the um, disappointment of your desire is almost unbearable, but the heartbreak that's going to come later is worse. And what Swamiji is trying to say to us here is just, we all have to learn this lesson because it is the way we are made. Earlier in this month, I was talking about art versus science. You know, there, there just is a science. We can self-declare what we want to be true. We can say, life is to be enjoyed. If I'll just take my pleasure where I want it, who cares what happens to other people? Who cares if people say this will ruin my health or my beauty or whatever it is? I'm just going to do it because I want it. And then we make a philosophy of I want it. And if we have enough willpower and enough um, opportunity, we can just try it out. And God just lets us try it out because we don't believe, we don't believe it until we experience it. I mean, that's the good and the bad news. The good news is we do learn from experience and we are given the opportunity to have experience. The bad news is we have to have experience before we know. Master made a very startling statement. He said, anything that you're no longer tempted to do, and he included in that, you know, the most horrific things like murder or rape or, or pillaging or just anything you can think of that's really ugly and awful. He said, if you're not inclined to do it, it's because you've tried it. You've tried it because human life is such that these things what we have to learn about is we have to learn about power. We have to learn about sensuality. We have to learn about in intoxicating experiences. We, in money, intoxicants, um, and sensuality, those are considered to be the three major um, tools of the devil. And what money represents is power. 
because that, that's what money gives you. I mean, yes, you can buy things, you can buy your sensual experiences, but, but you, what money gives you is the power to be able to do that. So power is something that we have to work with. Just because I can do something, do I want to do it? And also it works in the other way. When, when we lose power and other people have power over us and we become enraged and we feel victimized and then we have to learn sort of what all that really is about. Why would this be coming to me? What am I supposed to learn? Um, what is this balancing? These are very hard questions and they're too many for me to discuss completely here. I'll end up saying things that will be misunderstood and I don't want that to happen. But certain ac- actions bring certain results. If we mistreat everyone in our life, we end up with no friends. What is the surprise? I've had heartbroken mothers talk to me about how their adult children will never, you know, don't want to see them much anymore. But when I ask more probing questions, I often hear the mother break down and tell me how terrible she's been to her children all her life. So, like, what is the surprise here? But this is how we learn, you know. We, somebody betrays someone and steals someone's husband or wife or whatever it might be, and then that person proves perfidious and then you get left behind. Well, there you have it. I mean, I don't favor any of these things. God knows I've suffered from a lot myself and I've perpetrated them too in this life, not as horribly as in past lives, but I've made my share of mistakes. We all have. But that's how we learn. Because the Ten Commandments are not written on stone. They're written in our own nature. So it wasn't God wasn't telling you you must do these things. He was telling you that you want to do these things. You want to live this way. Because, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to argue for every one of the Ten Commandments verbatim as they're presented now. But the true meaning of all of those is, is what counts. Which is we are part of a greater reality. And we are made in the image of God and we are born to be in tune with, with perfect divine love. And this is where Swamiji says the reason that violence, murder, theft uh, are, are, are forbidden by God is yes, of course, it, it, it causes injury to someone else. There's no question about that. But the injury that it causes to someone else is, is as nothing compared to the injury that it causes to the perpetrator. Because by the time it's expressed on someone, and yes, murder can end a person's incarnation, but death itself comes to everyone. And if, if murder comes to one, that is the destiny of the person whose life is ended. Once again, we're getting into questions that are more nuanced than that statement will allow. So I'm just going to leave it for a moment. The person who has the rage and the incredible misunderstanding about the nature of reality sufficient to actually take someone else's life, um, the damage to his consciousness is, is so much bigger and per- perpetrates violence. When, when I, when, if a person actually thinks that the anger and the hurt that I have inside of me will somehow be assuaged if I bash your head in, that, that, that the level of that misunderstanding and the consequences of letting that kind of energy run free in you, what you set in motion for yourself,
karmically on every level, it's not worth it. Because in the end, you are the one who suffers. And I just don't mean you spend your lifetime in jail. I mean what you suffer in your consciousness. That's why my dream, which my recurring dream was so, such a nightmare, because I, would, I was reliving in my consciousness the, the despair of my own wrong actions and just the, the incredible relief of knowing that it was behind me and not in front of me. So this is what Swami says, let nothing tempt you ever to compromise your ideals. In the short run, you may think that you're going to lose. And Swami even is honest enough to say, you will emerge someday into soul freedom. But that someday will only come when all that karma is finally balanced and when your ability, our ability, to stand strong in the truth um, is no longer subject to question. When it's been tested and retested and tested again, you know, it's Divine Mother wants to know how strong we are. When our whole community of Ananda went through um, some serious persecution in the form of a a major lawsuit, which was completely fabricated. It was an absolute travesty. And we had terrible publicity and tremendous attack from outside the community. And someone sort of said, what are we doing wrong that we've attracted this? And Swamiji said, it's not what we've done wrong, it's what we've done right. He said, we are a powerful community of people deeply dedicated to the light. He said, it's only natural that God wants to test our mettle. That's how he put it, which was a very interesting way to put it. Okay, you think you're strong in your ideals, but nothing has ever really challenged those ideals. Nothing has ever really said to you, are you sure? Or had the, you know, the, the newspapers and a whole world of people saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Does that tempt us to give up our ideals? Or do we stand firm in them? It's only natural that God would want to test our mettle. I mean, we can say, I would be strong against temptation, but then when temptation comes, whatever form that might take, and we actually are strong against it, that's quite different than the thought that I would be. There's just no comparison between the two. So inevitably, tests will come. Even if we think we're solid in some quality, we discover deeper levels of solidity than we knew were possible. Or we discover there's a crack that we didn't know was there, and then we have to work hard to close it so that someday we will emerge free. Swami says to us, let nothing tempt you ever to compromise an ideal. Morality is not a question of convention. The Ten Commandments are engraved in human nature on tablets of light. The true reason why theft, violence, murder, and other crimes are wrong is that they hurt, first of all, the perpetrator himself, condemning him to ever deeper dungeon levels in the rock fortress of his egotism. If you arm yourself, however, with truthfulness, honesty, and integrity, you will emerge someday into perfect soul freedom. God bless you, my friends. 
Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support ASHA, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.